Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You're listening to a special playoff edition of Sports Talk Saturday, brought to you by the Vinyl Outlet, the best for fences, decks, porches, and rails. 6750800. WGR. Here's the American Dream. Dusty Rhodes and Dusty, your fans welcome you back, man. Sports Radio 550. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Sports Talk Saturday. No respect, no honor. There is no honor among these in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard time. Want to talk to the guys on Sports Talk Saturday? Call or text us now. You put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Welcome to Sports Talk Saturday. Happy Saturday, everyone. Happy Wild Card Weekend. We'll get started later today. Nate Geary has the day off. Zach Jones along with you, along with Corey Griswold on the board, doing his absolute best as usual on both the Twitterverse and everything else as well. How many people have access to our Twitter account? I too, Number one, too many. <laughs> yep. Number two, I think, like... Ten of us, like, I think? Like, who's tweeting right now? Like, four of us? Brayton oh, Wilson. Yeah. It's Saber stuff's getting tweeted, so it's definitely yep. Brayton Wilson. Definitely Brayton. Um, you, I yes. think? Yes. Me. So, and maybe maybe Sneaky Joe's up and watching soccer? I don't know. It's possible. But there's, like, on a, on a given day, too many of us. Oh, absolutely correct. Far too many of us. I remember when I got access to it, and I thought it was, like, this, like, really, like, cool, exclusive thing that I had, and I'm like... Ooh, like it's on my phone, it's on my laptop. Yeah, and then like, I come in and make a Habsburg joke, and just and like, I'm oh, like, I'm like, that no, wasn't no. me. <laughs> no, I'm not responsible for this. You gotta love it. Oh, you gotta love it. Welcome into Sports Talk Saturday again. Nate Geary has the day off, and it is a special version of Sports Talk Saturday as we get ready for Wild Card Weekend. The Buffalo Bills get ready to take on the Miami Dolphins at Highmark Stadium tomorrow at 1 p.m. and Today's show is brought to you by the Vinyl Outlet, the best for fences, decks, porches, and rails. You can call 675-0800 and time to replace your porch, deck, or railings. Get spring ready by calling the Vinyl Outlet to reserve your install on your new porch, decks, or railings. Receive 30% off installation plus tax advantage of great special financing. Start enjoying your porch or deck immediately this spring. Why wait? The Vinyl Outlet installs year-round. Call the Vinyl Outlet today as spots are filling up fast. For complete free estimate, call 675-0800. That's call 675-0800 or go to thevinyloutlet.com. Now that the bills have been paid, we can get into some football. We'll go. We'll get into some hockey as well today. Of course, the Sabres are taking on the Nashville Predators in Nashville later tonight at 8. Pre-game will start at 7 again right here on WGR. We are taking your calls all afternoon at 803-0550. Corey, I gotta tell you, I love I love the playoffs. I love it. But this past week, I don't feel the same oomph that I usually do. Really? I'm excited for the Bills game. Okay. Fair enough. 
But I typically like just like sitting around, hanging out, and watching all the games. Okay. And even like working the Bills game, I'll be able to watch most of them and all that stuff. And even today, like, I mean, we don't even have a one o'clock game, which. Is that part of it? We'll get to. I'm a little bothered by it. Mm. I'm a little bothered that we don't have a 1 p.m. Saturday game. But I think, for me at least, it's the fact that while I'm excited in the AFC, at least, region with all the young quarterback talent, it feels like some of the best just aren't playing. Hmm. Skylar Thompson in for Tua Tungavailoa. Oh, you may, yeah. you know, whatever, however you feel about Tua, I'd much rather <laughs> see the starter okay. compared to the third string quarterback. It, talk to me if the game is one possession in the second half, and we'll see how you I feel will about that. I will lose my mind. Yeah. We'll get to that <laughs> as well. I will lose my mind. And then you go over to Baltimore. Tyler Huntley is the backup right now to Lamar Jackson, and Huntley offers a little bit more than your average backup quarterback. Incredible runner. Can run the Baltimore offense for whatever that is. He can run it pretty well. Not to Lamar's level, but he can run it pretty well. But they had to start Anthony Brown last week against Cincinnati. And that was a disaster. Not a fan of that even slightly. Hmm. And then you got and then you got Brock Purdy over in San Francisco. I don't have Brock Purdy. Don't put this on me. Don't put this on me. But I think for me it's like there's three backup quarterbacks there, and I'm just like is that good? Do we like that? Like, are these going to be good games? I, I don't know. Were we at 100% last year in the playoffs with quarterbacks? I don't think we were. A part of me thinks that we, we had a few outliers here, but ultimately, you know, Lamar Jackson played, Joe Burrow played, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Mac Jones. Mac, of course, McCorkle. <laughs> How can you forget about McCorkle Jones? I think it was really, what, what last year was for me was the seventh seed in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hmm. Where I was just like, oh, what is this? This is gross. This is disgusting. Get them <laughs> off my television. <laughs> and, 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 you know, thankfully, like, Kansas City just, you know, beat them up. It, it was like an 80s bully going up against, like, the nerd. Like, it was awful. It was disrespectful, and no one should have watched that. <laughs> but, like, this year, I, I don't know. I, like, there's a part of me. Like, I, I'm excited for the playoffs, absolutely. But I feel like there's something missing. And maybe it is the health of the starting quarterbacks. Because I, I, for one... I know he's a bit of a controversial player just because of his play style. I love watching Lamar Jackson play. I think he's incredibly electric to watch. I went to the Baltimore game this year, and this was, I think, the second time I've seen Josh Allen live, first time I saw Lamar Jackson live. And to me, like I left that game going, <laughs> there's two guys that can do that. Yeah. That they like their teams were not playing well. It was an ugly game, gross, and they just willed their team to like strong possessions where I'm like, you guys should it should have been a three and out. Yeah. Like 50 yards mm-hmm. ago. Like, what is Absolutely. happening here? And while I'm excited to, of course, watch Josh Allen, I kind of want to see another perfect game. I think that's a real possibility, or at least, you know, possibility light against the Dolphins next year with all the injuries they're dealing with. I don't know. I'm just a little, there's something, maybe the game's got to start. I don't know how I felt about this last year. I didn't have, like, this exact feeling. But right. maybe once, like, 430 comes around and we're seeing Geno Smith versus Brock Purdy, maybe I'll come around to it. But, okay. like, for me, yeah. at least right now, just give me the eight fifteen. Give me to Herbert versus Lawrence. Yeah, I um, I wonder if it's about how the season ended for the Bills, where you had just the huge emotional roller coaster of the past couple of weeks going into the Patriots game. Mm-hmm. Patriots game was a, felt like an emotional release, but also a little sloppy itself. Um, I haven't watched good Bills football in a while. Not it, it, not yeah. of their fault. So going into the playoffs, I'm like. Mm, okay. Well, now, here this, comes. now this is how I exactly felt last year because they had two games. At, uh, or, no, probably three. Jets, Atlanta, Carolina. Ugh. That's how the Bills ended last year. Yeah, and it was gross. It was not good. It never looked right. Allen threw some picks. I don't even think he had a three hundred yard game in there. I think he had one. I want to say the Jets game where he was under sixty percent completion percentage. But the defense and, and really the overall mm-hmm. talent of the team was willing them to win. It's like they like talent just wins out, especially with the Bills at times. It feels like. And then the wild card round happened, and it was just an explosion of yes. points, mm-hmm. and it, and it carried on to the divisional round. And and a lot of people, including myself, for a little bit there, sort of forgot about how bad the vibes really felt going into the playoffs. The Bills were 11-6. and six. They had lost to a terrible Jaguars team. They had dropped a number of games they shouldn't have. And they really were never in the fight for the one seed. Tennessee kind of ran away with it. And then Kansas City the two. And then Buffalo the three. This year it feels completely different. In part, the DeMar Hamlin situation. Right. That was such a massive negative and, and really just a kick in the teeth to Buffalo, New York, Western New York, really the NFL world as a whole, and then, of course, the Bills team. Yeah. 
And then as that week went on, Corey, I don't know about you, but like for me as that week went on, it almost felt like you were being stretched out. Like you had like a hunchback and it just and you were getting stretched out. It just it felt like this release of like Okay, he's in recovery. That's great. Oh wow, he's speaking to the team. Like yes. this, okay, this is awesome. Holy crap, he's he's in Buffalo. And, yeah. and then of course late this week, he's like home. Yeah. He is recovering. Mm-hmm. And it feels like there's no we'll worry about his football career down the line, but right now we know the person Demar Hamlin is good. That was its own like big boost for everyone. And then along with that, the fact of the matter is the Bills did end on a good run. Mm-hmm. They had a bit of the emotional release against the Patriots. They also had a bit of an emotional low. Like I think that was sort of like that game was really a three act play. You have the amazing opening. Naeem Hines takes the touchdown back. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. It's amazing. And then the middle of that game is a, is just not in good. the mud. It's gross. It's not good. It got completely dragged down. But the Bills still put up thirty five points. They still win. The big plays were back, which I thought were lost forever into the ether. And it, it felt like the Bills had gone through everything in the New England game. Yeah. Like, I'm not really worried that they're going to go into Miami and have, like, this emotional low. No, I wouldn't expect that either. Um, no. I, but I don't know what they'll look like. I don't know how they'll perform. The, the, thing I, the bit I've been sticking with is that everybody gets mad and they win by two possessions. That seems to be how the Bills play. That's football. exactly how they play. That's like everybody's like they should be better than this. Why is it so? Cl-? And like by halftime, everybody's freaking out online. And at the end of the game, they win by ten. I I saw on Twitter. I, ah, for the life of me, I cannot remember who it was. And it and they said basically like we're like a Micah Hyde healthy for most of the year because I mean he's back. I mean he's in his twenty one day practice window yeah. to try to get activated. So like that's that's a whole other. I also the vibes trying to get activated. I'm not gonna of lie. Of course. I mean me too as well. I mean I, you know. If I didn't bust up my knee, I could have went pro. Absolutely, 100%. Obviously. But the vibes are, are there as well that, oh, okay, Crowder and Hyde are back. That's right. But I saw a tweet, and I, and I laughed really loud because I'm like, that's completely true. We're like a healthy Micah Hyde for most of the year. Not saying he's going to start every game, but a healthy Micah Hyde for most of the year away from the Bills being like the most frustrating 16-1 team ever. Probably. Yeah. And I'm and like, yeah, it's, it's exactly right. Sal tweeted out their end-of-the-season stats not that a couple days ago, and the defensive rankings – like the, they were less than one point different than last year's defense, seventeen point nine points per game, which is I would like to point out incredible. Oh, it's amazing. And but their defensive passing statistics were much worse. They were in the middle of the pack, mm-hmm. and that is because they were missing Micah Hyde. They were missing Trey White. And Jordan Poyer looks like Indiana Jones trying to steal the Ark back from the Nazis. Like he is beat to hell. I, I don't know. I don't know how Poyer keeps doing this. Like it, it, it seems like he'll drove be back. to Kansas City on a collapsed lung to play football. I just. Oh, I, I'm going to say, it. pay the man. Pay the man. On I, like, any other year, any other year mm-hmm. that the Bills experienced, that act by Jordan Poyer is legendary. And it's just lost. And think of the year the Bills had to suffer yes. for that to be forgotten. It's just like it, it, like, and that should go down in like the legend of Poyer. It's like driving to Kansas it's City. It's Wall of Fame stuff. Yes, and it's just like the fifth thing that happens. Yes, it's so this. That's it's how stupid amazing. this year is, and that defense has gone through all of that, like l- going from losing people to almost capital L losing mm-hmm. capital P people, and still coming out with like yeah, seventeen points a game is fine. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll put it together. We're fine. All time, an all time Bills defense, and they might get. Micah Hyde back? If he's back for the championship game, because we do know he's ruled out, obviously, this week and for the divisional round. Right. If he's back for the championship game on a neutral field in Atlanta, we know that as well. Yes. Not knowing what happens between now and then and who. Oh. Lord knows. But, like. I'm so ready. I feel great about them. Because if you can survive all of this and come out intact, like, yeah, sure, whatever. Oh, oh my God, they're down seven points Mm -hmm. with two minutes to go. Like, I'm not freaking out. No. No one's freaking out on that team. No one. They, they have it's an because, absolute iron constitution. Because I, it, that's the best way to put it. It's an iron constitution because at this point, it does feel like this team, this fan base, like everybody has just gone through the absolute. Like they've gone through the woodshed. Yes. Like it, like nothing can phase us now. We had a caller on showing the bulldog earlier this week. I didn't agree with the point, but I knew what Name he was dropping. saying. And he was like, you know, is everything now like just like cherry on top? Like with everything we went through this year, mm-hmm. like is everything on the cherry on top? And I don't agree with that. I I still want the Super I Bowl. Would, I would like I would love a sports championship. Yeah, like just please, just come on, one singular. But I, I knew what his point was. It was like with everything we've gone through this year, if they like win like a game in the playoffs, you're like I can't believe you did that. How, how are you? How did you able like to like bring yourselves together? But we've heard Stephon Diggs talk about it, Deion Dawkins talk mm-hmm. about it, like, and, and you'll hear it from other 
pro teams. They're a family, and like you know, they're so close. And a lot of that you get just because guys, you work together every day. Like, sure, you're a family, right. but like, I have family on Thanksgiving. We yell at each other. That's right. But like for these guys, like you hear Stephon Diggs get really choked up and emotional about it. McDermott and Allen when they were talking about Demar Hamlin, yeah, I truly. I mean, Mitch Morse, very emotional. Mitch Morse as well. They are a family. They've got like eight of them. Yeah, we, we, like if you have like one heart and soul guy on your team, you feel really good about your team, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, we got our glue. Like the yeah, Sabres had good. two good captains once, and we were like, this is great. This is amazing. It's amazing. The Bills have like. What? They have Mitch Morris, they have Josh Allen, they have Stephon Diggs, they have... Deion Dawkins. Deion Dawkins. The safeties in Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier. That's right. Hyde, who has been there the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. And never left. Von just, Miller... Just dro- like quietly in the corner. Para-dropping Von Miller in just for the heck of it, because you, yep. you can afford him. Uh, I mean, all of these guys spread out across the team and making that emotional, psychological difference, right? On a team with a lot of young players on them who mm-hmm. are expected to make a difference, right? Like Greg Rousseau, like the, the cornerbacks you've got, like Benford, like Elam, who have got, who had to play. Yeah, I, uh, Shakir, who's going to probably see more time if McKenzie can't go. Like all of these young players who are going to be facing tremendous pressure to deliver are surrounded by people you would want no replacement for. Like it, 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 this team does, and I've said it before. I, I've really said it for the Sabres team, but I think this this Bills team especially is is the most likable Bills yeah. team in, in thirty five years. This is it. We I yeah. think like all the times, especially at this station, we've had people call in and say, "I've been a Bills fan for seven hundred and sixty eight years." I've 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 watched. I watched, for really realistically too long. You've I, been a Bills fan exactly, for too long. I watched them when they played the British at Concord and Lexington. Like all the people who called in and said these things, and all the history, all the weight, all the drought, all of it. It is this one. Mm-hmm. This is it. It is these. It is these guys on this field on Saturday. It has all led to this one time. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you. And so you know we're we're really building up a bit of a scene here. And I will tell you, the last two days I've gone back and like just gone through like seasons of teams that have won the Super Bowl as the one, two, three seed. Mm-hmm. And you notice, and you'll look through their seasons. Very rarely, very rarely does a team just annihilate the competition the whole year. Very rarely are they not incredibly frustrating at right. times. It's a long season. The Bills have now gone from the spunky upstart in 2020 where they just decided to light the world on fire and Josh Allen emerged and, and all this stuff to last year, a bit of a downgrade. What the hell happened? What's going on? Like, is everything all right? Are they more just like a middling team? And then the playoffs, of course, show you, no, they're among the elite. And then this year showed you, they just grind out wins. Yeah. They just win games. Love to give the ball to the other team. Like, they were... Love to do that to an just, uncomfortable level. Right. Like, bad turnovers and bad spots at the worst times. What are you doing, you moron? Stop 13-3. and three. Yep. Defensive statistics, pretty much the same. Offensive statistics, pretty much the same. And it's, and it's frustrating, but this is where, like, going into the season, maybe that's it as well. The last... Four years when the Bills make the playoffs, I always have this sense of nerves. Last year, I didn't against the Patriots. I knew they'd beat the Patriots. I didn't think it'd be that, but I never for a second thought Mac never Jones was going to come in no. in the frozen tundra and beat Buffalo in Buffalo. And it turned into an all-time whooping. And, and, yeah, exactly. And it turned into an all-time whooping. It was amazing. But I immediately was nervous after that. I'm like, oh, boy, it's Kansas City. That's like, right. How, how, how are we going to do this? I know we beat them in the regular season, but it's Kansas City. This year, I just had this, like, this feeling of, like, they'll be okay. They may lose. They may lose. I'm not saying like they're going to definitely win. I, in my head, I think they will. But I have this this feeling of I've gone through worse. Yeah, I have, they've probably dealt with worse. I have more confidence in them beating Kansas City than I do with them beating Cincinnati. Cincinnati's an interesting one, and, and I think I think what doesn't help with Cincinnati is we saw about ten minutes of that game before Demar Hamlin's situation happened, and the score was seven to three. Cincinnati. Cincinnati went right down the field, scored, and you're like, oh, crap, what is happening here? I will tell you, looking at the statistics, and this is just something that you could kind of see as you watch the games, the Bills' defense is ugly as hell in the first quarter. They often give up yards, touchdowns to good teams, and then they just flip a switch. That's right. And they're just like, we saw everything you got. You, you're not nothing to us. Like, we're fine. We're good. So even after that, and, and as the week went on and, and DeMar was healthy, so now I started thinking about that game and thinking, you know, probably going to have to play him in the playoffs. I was like, yeah, but Burrow turns the ball over. And their offensive line isn't that great. 
and their defense can be had, and the Bills kind of showed that they were having a little bit of their way with them, and really we're, we're an off pass by Allen to Beasley from that being a 7-7 game. Right. And I'm like, oh, they got to come to Buffalo. Oh, that might not be good. They're going to have Hyde against Kansas City if they play him. Yes. They will not have Hyde they against Cincinnati. They will not have Cincinnati. Hyde against Cincinnati. That stinks. That's not great. Nope. But I will tell you, and this is also looking at the stats, I ranked the playoff quarterbacks. We'll do that later in the show as well. We'll go through that. But I, you know, I was kind of going through it, and I'm like, all right, where do I want to put Burrow? And you know, I'm trying to find out where I want him. And then I thought about it. If I gave the Cincinnati Bengals weapons mm-hmm. to Don't Josh Don't do that. Allen, that might be illegal. Well, it, exactly. That's... Pff. We're going against the Geneva Convention aggressively. <laughs> What's, who says no to some light war crimes? Yeah, come on, come on, come on. It's 2023. We're That's okay. right. Come on. So I'm like, yeah, let's, let's give Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd to Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And what do I think they do? And immediately, I, it took fun. me an eye blink to go, well, they win the MVP unanimously. I love Stephon Diggs. After that, I have real question marks about the Bills' receiving core. You know, real question marks. Today's the fifth... Uh, anniversary of Diggs beating beautiful the Saints. Travis Yost retweeted it today and put the footage on. And I remember watching that live and thinking, "Yep, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen." In oh, football. dude! And yeah. like he's ours now. He plays. He's for our us. guy. It's that so cool. Was, and, and that was during Stephon Diggs' era. I think Diggs is quietly putting up a Hall of Fame career in his second stint. Yes, with his second team because with, with the Vikings now we have context. But I think people do forget with, with how talented Diggs is. Is his numbers were okay? but should have been better when he was with the Absolutely. Vikings. You constantly were wondering, like, I, I like what Adam Diggs Adam Thielen was there at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. Adam, so, Th- like Adam was, Thielen was their one. He, yes. They had Case Keenum, Sam Bradford. He had a year of Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was he also had a year of Teddy Bridgewater, but it was very weird. Like, you knew Diggs was talented. Most people had him as the most underrated route runner in the league, if not the best, one of the best deep ball receivers. Like, you knew he was mm-hmm. good. His numbers just didn't show it. And right. now he's put up three Pro Bowl performances with the Bills, two All-Pro teams, one a first, one a second. He's clearly the best receiver the Bills have ever had. I, like, to ev- me, yes. Like, every year he's played from these basically set records. To like, me, he has been. I, and, I, and I know people in the 90s will want to say Andre Reid. Some in the early 2000s will say Eric Moulds. I think Eric Moulds is probably the most underappreciated. That's correct. But to me, Diggs, what he does on a game-in, game-out basis, the fact that if he doesn't have like nine catches, we correctly have people calling and going, I think we got to get Diggs more involved. Yeah, he, you can say you can see things that other receivers did, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. Stevie Johnson, incredible route runner, just breaking people's ankles. Yes. Um, Andre Reid, all-around uh, deep threat. Lee Evans, huge deep threat. Eric Moulds, just a super reliable receiver you can always find. Diggs has all of that. He's, he's everything. He's everything you want. I... He's a possession receiver this year. Yeah, what is that about? He was Cole Beasley's replacement. Like he like and that's the thing, like no one really talks about it. I mean, he has like what? I think 103 catches. I'm I'm going off of memory. I know I know he's over 100. But now he's like become like the slot guy, the deep ball guy. He's their touchdown guy. Like he's all of it. He yeah. is a one he can receiver. Do all and he can. He can yeah. do it all. He can do it and all. And he gets mad when Allen doesn't throw him the ball. Like he wants to do it all. And and, and can we all admit as a society Receivers are often right when they complain. Yes. They are often, if Correct. not always, they may not go about it the, gra- the best way. Terrell Owens doing a workout in his driveway. Maybe, maybe an I'm email. Okay with, I'm okay with it. But maybe an email. I don't <laughs> know. Like, I don't think we have to do that. But God, I'm so glad he wasn't around for TikTok. Anyway, um, <laughs> but l- listen, like... Allen is correct when he gets in his coach's ear and is like, we should go for it. Don't kick the field goal. We should go. Yes. Allen's always right. Mm -hmm. Diggs is always right when he goes to Allen and says, like, throw it to me. Yeah, just just send it. Oh, there's a guy there? That's cool. There's always a guy there. Throw it at me. Yeah, just throw it to me. Exactly. It's it's a beautiful thing. All of this is correct. And and Stevie Johnson used to be my favorite Bill of all time. I I have a real soft spot for wide receivers. Like, I'll I'll tell people, Josh Allen saved my love of the Buffalo Bills. Unbelievably cool, Stevie Johnson. Oh, yeah. But Josh Allen saved my love of the Bills. Like there, there was a period there where it's like I just, I love football, but I cannot keep doing this. Like this is brutal. Growing up with it, I think is really the hardest part. If you had the '90s, you at least had good memories. I had Trent Edwards, yep, and JP Lossman. Like that, like that's tough for a young kid to start to like them. Allen and saved my uniforms. Fandom. Oh, who allowed that? Disgusting. But we digress. Allen saved my love of football. Diggs is my favorite player of all time. Yes. I could watch him play the game of football for the rest of my life. Yeah, there's so much fun to watch. When he retires or leaves Buffalo or whatever it is, I'm going to be not well. Blessed with vibes. Blessed with with sincerity. Yes. 
But I think this whole topic we're talking about, number one, is just, I like this Bills team. And when I looked at Burrow... And do I you like at, the Bills? 803-0550. Do you like the Bills? Right. Are you sure? <laughs> but I looked at this at this Bills team, and Cincinnati does scare me. I'm not saying I think they're going to you know blow them out. Those weapons are terrifying, and the Bills secondary has been hurt to hell all year. But if I gave those weapons to Mahomes or Allen, they are winning the MVP unanimously. Mahomes is going to win the MVP this year. We know that basically for a fact. I think he got all of the first team, all pro votes, all but I think all but two. He's going to win the MVP. His deep ball was basically gone. He cannot hit the deep ball anymore. He's no deep threats. Allen, we thought Gabe Davis was going to take that step. He has not. Nope. It's really been Diggs and Allen. Like that's that's the Bills' offense for a, a majority of this season. Burrow has studs. And that's not even to mention Joe Mixon in the backfield. Yeah. And they're the third seed. I'm excited for, honestly, like, I'm excited for James Cook in the playoffs. I think he's going to do something. I really do. I, I, I've i been a big the James Bills Cook fan. The Bills running attack has been good. And I've kind of liked that they've somewhat leaned on it the yes. past month and a half. They it's, really have. It's okay to give the ball to good people. Like, the last time they really started throwing the ball was week 18. Before that, it was like, we're going to just kind of run the ball. We're going to we're gonna kill teams by just time possession and all that stuff. And I'm knocking on the wood veneer. Mm-hmm. Cook doesn't put it on the carpet. He hasn't really. He had a few Folks. early in the year. His first carry of the NF, of his NFL career right. was a fumble. But outside of that, he's been pretty good. And now we're getting to a point where the Bills before really trusted Singletary to close out games. Yep. Now it's a bit of a mixed bag. We want wheel routes. We want wheel routes. Give me the goods. Don't talk dirty like that. <laughs> James Cook on wheel routes will destroy teams. This is a family show. Oh, it'll be amazing. We are going to take a quick time out, though, when we come back. Connor Rogers of Jets pre- and post-game on SNY TV and Fantasy Football Happy Hour of NBC Sports will join the show. And as well, we are still taking your calls at 803-0550. What, do you, what are the vibes for you? as the Bills take on the Miami Dolphins tomorrow. Skylar Thompson, the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. But we will talk to Connor Rogers when we come back. This is Sports Talk Saturday. Nick Geary has the day off. This is Zach Jones, and you're listening to WGR. Go to WGR550shop.com now to see all the new T-shirts, sweatshirts, and hoodies that just dropped. Perfect for a holiday gift for the Buffalo sports fan in your house. Get a Victory Monday hoodie for yourself while you're there. WGR550shop.com. Stop by and see the Topps Butchers for more savings. Fresh boneless, skinless chicken breasts are only $1.99 a pound and fresh ground beef. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer, a beach bum summer, or a wake-me-when-the-sun-sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door, in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It was only $2.88 a pound with Super Coupon. Stock up and save big with Tops. It's all football, all day, every Monday. Buffalo Bills Football Monday, brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at Northwest.com. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Nick Geary has the day off. Zach Jones along with you. Corey, have you been keeping up with the Lamar Jackson situation? I just... 
I don't know how to read it. And now Ian Rappaport this morning is saying that the, you know, the Ravens plan on trying to re-sign him. They've been the trying to over. re-sign him since the 90s? Yeah, it feels like it. Yeah. I, I think we're pushing the 80s. I think when they were Baltimore Colts, they were still trying. That's right. But I don't believe them. I really <laughs> – I don't. I, like, I, I, I'm probably wrong. I get it. But, like, everything they say, I'm like – yeah, sure, boss. Okay. Yeah, I bet. That's right. I bet that's what you're going to say. Correct. Of course. But I just I don't I don't believe him. And a part of me, I think a part of me really what it is is I want to see him get traded. You know who I've never heard from once? Hmm. Lamar Jackson's mother. That's correct. She's supposed to be the agent, his right? agent. That's Effectively right. his agent. And you know what? Very smart woman. Absolutely. She has done. I, I think she's done a great job. And she, she she's going to get him a guaranteed contract. Yeah, <laughs> she's doing great. He's he, he's, he's going to get the, paid a lot yeah, of money. He looked at the awful Deshaun Watson contract and went. But that's going to be mine now. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, it's going to be great. On the West Her Hotline, enjoying the show now, we have Connor Rogers of Jets pre- and post-game of SNY TV and Fantasy Football Happy Hour with NBC Sports. Connor, man, thanks for coming on. No problem, Zach. Thanks for having me, dude. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. We got Super Wild Card Weekend, which I can't wait till we retire the super part of that because it just feels kind of weird. But I don't know. For me, a little bit, the vibes... Are, are are they a little off for this wild card weekend? Or where are you at with the wild cards? Man, when you got spreads in the double digits, as you guys know very well, with Miami coming to town, when you got you know a high spread reaching double digits with the Niners and Seahawks, yeah, it's and, and of course a lot of this playoffs is going to be highlighted by star quarterbacks. And as you guys opened with, there one of these star quarterbacks is not playing for the Ravens, and they've been down to their second and third string for the better part of the second half of the season. So. I think that's the problem is outside of the Giants and Vikings and Bucks and Cowboys, I haven't seen anybody leaning with an underdog for these games. So I think when it comes down to that, that's why it's a little bit odd. But, hey, this is how it goes when you expand playoffs. There's going to be teams there that either limped in or I don't want to say didn't belong but needed a couple things to go their way to get in and then you have the other big dogs in the playoffs that aren't even just number one seeds but some two and three seeds that everybody believes in as well so i think the the total disparity between talent is kind of why this opening round feels a little strange you mentioned the a few of like the underdogs like there, there really isn't a lot of people that are actually picking any do you even see a potential cinderella in this run i mean like we'll, we'll get to the whole seven seed debacle and and what that's been the last two years but do you see any cinderellas even in this playoff man if you really want to get nitty-gritty and and try to find one right i think i mean i can't sit here and call the bucks cinderella right that's just like that's just utterly ridiculous they were kind of super bowl or bust expectations with brady this year i think a team that can surprise people at least for this round is the giants because what dable's done now they're obviously on the other end where you look at the talent and you go, how, how is this even possible? But Dable's found a way, that coaching staff has found a way uh, to punch above their weight class the entire year. So, and, and they're playing the Vikings where it took, what, a 60-yard field goal at the end of the game the last time these teams met a mm-hmm. month ago. So I think that's the one where Cinderella run, right, where it's more than one win. I, I don't even know if I would go that far. But if you told me this New York Giants team – was going to make it past the first round of the playoffs back in August, my jaw would have hit the floor. And now we sit here and they have a legitimate chance to do just that. I just, the, the work Brian Dable has done there in, in just one year, I'm Bill's fans, Connor, I don't know if you know, Brian Dable and Bill's fans had a very contentious relationship his entire time. No, yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. just, and, and to see him go right to New York, a, a, a Giants team that has been really one of the poster children of just poorly run organizations and for him to, I mean, flip the script, year one has just been so impressive. But the seven seeds, I, I know why the NFL did it. it. It's money, more games, I get it. But it does, I don't want to say it feels like it cheapens the playoffs, but I think even with Tua being in against Buffalo, I think it still would have been around a nine-point game for the Bills. It's now sitting around 13.5 with Skylar Thompson. It, has the seven seed really been much of a success for the NFL? Or, or, or where, where's your head at with that? Here's what I think it is, Zach, and a lot of people and even the NFL don't want to admit this. I think this is kind of funny. I think it has nothing to do with this weekend and everything to do with the month of December, right? It's just, mm-hmm. Now that the team's got here, you look at it and you go, Ugh, all right, sure. But the month of December, think about all of the team fan bases you still had involved and hopeful for a playoff chance filling out their stadiums because of that 
rather than logging on and looking at tankathon.com every Monday morning. I mean, seriously, you had – think about down to the wire in the NFC, and I'm sure I'll miss a few. You had the Lions, Packers, Seahawks. On the AFC side, think about how long the Steelers, the Jets, um, the Raiders – I mean, they were terrible, and they were still in the playoff hunt when December started. You had all of these ridiculous – the Patriots. The Patriots were – miserable to watch this year, miserable. And they almost made the playoffs in the last week of the season. So I think, honestly, yes, you you definitely get this watered-down, kind of underwhelming opening round of the playoffs. But what it did for the final four weeks of the season for so many fan bases, whether it's false hope or mirage or whatever it is, I think that impact mattered more to the league. I, oh, I agree with that, and like it also just like pained my heart when I'm like, yeah, I mean, like the Patriots, like they were awful, but they were alive in Week 18. It's just you're right. It, I mean, it, it brings those fan base alive because I remember growing up and just, like, number one, you saw your team in the hunt and like you got goosebumps. You're like, oh, we, we might do it this year, but like normally for me, I became a draft junkie just because by December my team was out of it. Like you just you, let's who who's gonna be in this year's draft? We're now teams. I mean, it, unless you're in the top ten. You may have a shot. One team that I thought improved this year and had just an awful run, a team you know very well, the New York Jets. What the hell happened? I mean, it's, you can look at quarterback, right? And that's absolutely the story everyone's going to give you. They really had nothing at quarterback. Uh, Zach Wilson's struggles are well-documented. Mike White's injury, uh, well-documented. And then, what it, you know, it's just that kind of funneled disaster after that. But... I still think it's deeper than that. This was a team that couldn't block the last six weeks. I mean, think about it like this, right? Look at how the Jets beat the Bills at MetLife. At the end of the game, they just ran north and south down the field with an offensive line that was executing, getting James Robinson and Michael Carter at the second level of the field. The second time they played the Bills, Mike White was getting slaughtered play after play. They really couldn't run the ball. Then they couldn't run the ball against the Lions, the Jaguars, the Seahawks, teams that are so underwhelming compared to that Buffalo defense where you thought, oh, hey, it'll, it'll come back down you know, to the middle again because these teams are actually just really poor at stopping the run, and it didn't. So, yes, the quarterback play was really, really bad. It limited them. It ruined what was an impressive year from the defense in a, uh, a great start to the year in terms of the run game when ABT and Brees Hall were healthy. Losing them, they were irreplaceable. Uh, but the bottom line is they couldn't block them up front. They had a, they had a quarterback situation that couldn't bail them out in, in dire times, and it, it just completely spiraled out of control. Mixed with a couple different special teams mistakes mixed in, uh, they were a team that felt like they had a little bit of magic in the beginning and in the middle of the season, and then they just completely kind of collapsed down the stretch due to a wild mix of injury. Um, you can't you can't undersell the quarterback play enough. Mm-hmm. And, that's going to be their their mission this season, off season to solve. Well, speaking of the off season, we now know one of the veterans that's going to be maybe on the trade market, potentially getting cut. To me, it feels like I don't necessarily know if I would prefer this, but to me, it feels like Derek Carr and the New York Jets are an arranged marriage that they don't really know is happening yet. Are they going to be in on Carr, or is are, are they going to draft somebody? Like, what are the Jets in your mind? What do you think their plan is going to be to improve that quarterback position? Well, here's the tricky part, right? They don't have an offensive coordinator right now. They don't have an offensive line coach. They don't have that senior offensive assistant that they're going to go out and get this year. So, they need the ear of that staff before they can make plans to decide which quarterback they want to go get. And you're absolutely right. Carr is going to be on that list. He's a guy they're going to do their due diligence on. He's a guy that they're going to try to figure out what is the cost here, not just if you do have to trade for him, which isn't going to be significant, but the money you have to carry because the Jets are a team after some simple cuts, probably going to be going into the offseason with 30-plus million in cap space. But now you have to pay a quarterback, and that limits how you can improve the rest of this roster. And we know how important improving the offensive line is going to be once again as well. So Carr's in the mix on that. Jimmy G is in the mix on that, even after letting LaFleur go. And then you just wonder, what are the variables that you can't see right now that seem so far-fetched once upon a time? And maybe they move from 0% to a 5% chance. And that's the Lamar Jacksons of the world, the Aaron Rodgers of the world. The, this is a – listen, desperate regimes do crazy things. And sometimes crazy things work. Sometimes they get you fired. 
but you'd rather go out swinging your sword than just going with the very, very low ceiling option that you know and getting fired that way. So I'd say Jimmy G, Derek Carr, those are the more likely options in the world with a tiny, tiny smidge of what if Lamar Jackson, what if Aaron Rodgers hit the trade block, how far are you willing to go to get that done? What did you make of the LaFleur firing slash mutual agreement to walk away? It was a very weird day that it, it, I don't know, for it felt like six hours. It wasn't like totally confirmed and then it was. What did you make of that? I, I didn't know if he was really the issue. I thought a lot of it came down to, like you said, blocking was terrible. Zach Wilson was maybe the worst quarterback in the NFL. Mike White, for all of the fun he can be, just not the guy. Where, where, where does that sit with you? My honest opinion is it felt like making a move to make a move. And I know a lot of Jets fans were low on the floor. And listen, I can tell you what his problems were. He couldn't write an opening game script. They didn't develop enough at the quarterback position and a, and a couple positions. But you could also argue we saw the best-case scenario for Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall as rookies until Brees got hurt. We saw ABT turn into a really, really good offensive lineman. So you can make some arguments that there was player development. And maybe Zach Wilson was the problem, which I think a lot of people would think he is. So uh, is this a move that I think Robert Sala would do on his own? Absolutely not. They could spin this however they want. I think this came over the top of Robert Sala. They tried to do this in a you know, correct way from a PR standpoint to do right by LaFleur. And now my thing is, Zach, I look at it, I hear 800 different names connected to Jets at OC. I don't know if there's one that's overly inspiring to me. And at the end of the day, when that's the case, did you just fire your play caller to start new to start new? Or did you fire your play caller because you think you can upgrade? That's what we have to wait and see with this Jets team. I, and I'll tell you this, I'd rather see them take a swing on a guy like Joe Brady from that Buffalo mm-hmm. staff than just run it back with a, or a guy like Bevel, who's been connected to them so often. So we're going to learn a lot about this Jets regime. And it's not going to be a job, in my opinion, that's overly desirable because you have – a, a coaching staff that's pretty much playoffs or fired. You have no answer at quarterback at the current moment. So there's a lot of risk to this job, and I'm curious to see where their hiring power is at. It's going to be interesting. It, it, it is a frustrating spot to be in a fan base when you look at the, the hiring, whether it be head coach, offense coordinator, defense coordinator, and just there's, there's zero inspiration there. But before I let you go, Connor, tonight's games, we got two of them. One I love, but I kind of want to get your thoughts on Seahawks 49ers and Chargers Jaguars. I think when I look at uh, the Seahawks game, number one, I, I don't know if you've seen what's going on out there with the weather right oh, now. Oh, I've got the I mean, pregame on. It is a monsoon. <laughs> it is a hilarious mess. I, I've been on Seahawks nine and a half, and I, I think the Niners win this game quite easily. I think they control this game, but I think it's a lot of points for, uh, number one, I like, I like the under in this game. I like the Seahawks getting the points. The Seahawks, to me, scream some kind of weird backdoor cover. But I think the Niners control this game on the ground. I think they'll be able to block up front. I think the Seahawks defense is in big, big trouble against the run. And they kind of use their passing attack as an extension of the run game, the Niners, where it's the short catch-and-run kind of throws in space. So I think the Niners absolutely take care of business with that one. But I just think it's a lot of points. And then when you look at the Chargers in Jacksonville, God, how bad does Brandon Staley look with this Mike Williams injury? What a mess that was playing his starters. It's such a bad look. I still think the Chargers win. I like them more on the money line than the actual points, which is covering near a field goal. But I just think the Chargers are the better team than Jacksonville right now. And I think Justin Herbert is further along than Trevor Lawrence. I think Austin Eckler can get them by a team like the Jaguars. They're really going to need Mike Williams after this game if they can win this one. But I think they have enough to get by. On the Western Hotline, Connor Rogers of Jets pre- and post-game on SNY TV and Fantasy Football Happy Hour with NBC Sports. Connor, before I let you go, what you got coming up, man? I mean, we're getting close to the draft season. We're in the NFL playoffs. What's going on? Where can people find you? Man, a lot of good stuff. I'm still on NBC, even though fantasy season's over. We still have the Happy Hour show going on a couple times a week, covering the playoffs, covering daily fantasy, gambling, everything like that. Um, and then the Stock Exchange pod for PFF, where we're already on the draft, man. I mean, three times a week. We're ready to roll. It seems like we've, we've noticed a lot of fan bases coming over and now consuming draft content, as you and I kind of laughed about. In December, everybody had hope. In January, it falls apart really quickly. So I'll be covering the draft all year round, leading up to the big event, as I always do. And uh, it's, it's my favorite time of the year. Maybe that's mm-hmm. because I grew up here in New York, and I'm used to worrying about the draft more than the regular season. 
but I still have a love for it. Oh, absolutely. We, we're both kindred spirits in that. That was our Super Bowl, yeah. was the draft in the top ten. Connor, man, thanks for coming on. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Super Wild Card Weekend. And, man, thank you again for coming on. No problem, Zach. Thanks for having me, brother. Enjoy the games. Again, that was Connor Rogers of Jets pre- and post-game on SNY TV and Fantasy Football Happy Hour with NBC Sports. And as you also heard, he is a contributor with Pro Football Focus. Before we get to break, we do got a caller waiting on hold. Jay over in Rochester, man. What you got going on, dude? Hey, guys. How you doing? I just wanted to comment about uh, all-time great receivers for the Bills. Uh, Diggs has been phenomenal. I think he's definitely number two. Um, and I know you guys maybe haven't seen Andre replay. I mean, that's when I grew up in the uh, 80s and 90s. Andre Reed could do everything. And I think the biggest difference between him and Diggs is Reed can take a 10-yard slant and take it 70 yards. I haven't seen that capability out of Diggs, but he's also got to put up, you know, in my opinion, 10 years of the level of play that he's seen to be compared to Andre. And that's all I wanted to comment. And one of the biggest differences, too, and similarities is Andre Reed was the best receiver. He had James Lawson for a couple of years, and then what, Tom Beebe? I mean, he had no real help. We're in that same situation with Diggs now. We need a second good wide receiver. Mm-hmm. You look at the Cowboys teams, Harper and Irving. You look at the 49ers, Rice and Taylor. I mean, you can go on and on and on. I mean, that's going to be the key to, to really push this team over the edge of the AFC if you don't want the Super Bowl this year. So go Bills, man. Let's do it this year. Do it for tomorrow. Thank you, Jay, and yeah, go Bills. And I will tell you, on that second wide receiver point, I, number one, fully agree. I don't, I don't know if this team does have a second wide receiver. I like Gabe Davis. I think he's better at his third receiver role. I think that's where he really shined, is kind of being this guy that would get three or four targets a game, but they were all over 15, 20 yards. I think that's where he shined. I will tell you, though, Tennessee wide receiver Jalen Hyatt, that's the guy for me late first round who I am just staring bullets at. <laughs> Runs a 4-3 and not a complete route tree. Now, look, you're going to be drafting the first, at the end of the first round. You are not going to get the studs that come out perfect. That's just not what it's going to be. But I trust this team. I trust the quarterback. I trust the offense that if you get a dude with killer skill sets, that they can make a guy into something special. What I like if, Hyatt out of Tennessee. And hear me out. What if you draft two more defensive ends? Oh, of course. I mean, that, I mean that, oh, that, that was such a frustrating era. Like, I love Brandon Bean, but, like, every time we took a defensive end, I'm like, but Brandon, the wide receivers. It got you Greg Rousseau, and he rocks. Groot's awesome. Yeah. I, Greg Rousseau has blossomed into a player. I didn't think he would out of Miami. I thought there was a bit of an aberration when he had his 15 and a half sacks. Think of all the dudes they have supplied to mm-hmm. that defensive line. Is oh. it worth it to get at Oliver and Greg Rousseau? Yes. Okay. Cause I, but even AJ Epinesa do, does his job well. Yeah, then I guess, you know what? Everybody's got to shut up then. So ultimately, ultimately, it was frustrating in the moment and yep. for like two years, and now it's kind of come out <laughs> and you to know look what? pretty good. That's Buffalo Bills football. And that's baby. Buffalo Bills football. We're going to take a quick timeout. We come back. Well, we'll keep with our football. I kind of want to talk a little bit about the quarterback rankings coming into the playoffs as we get ready for those games starting at 4.30. Of course, the first game being Seahawks and 49ers. And, of course, we are still taking your calls and your tweets. You can call us in at 803-0550. What are the vibes heading into this game? How are you feeling as the Bills get ready to host the Miami Dolphins? And what is your biggest worry as we head into the playoffs? This is Sports Talk Saturday. Nate Geary has the day off. This is Zach Jones, and you're listening to WGR. New WGR apparel has dropped at WGR550shop.com. Shop for t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, and more. Get your hands on a Sal Capaccio song t-shirt at WGR550shop.com. A tradition like no other, and it only happens on Tuesday. Howard Picks the Bills. Brought to you by Admar Construction Equipment and Supplies. Equipment you need when you need it. Never once did I think I'd hear this music ever again in my life. Buddy, you got to know who's behind the mic. It's coming back. It's coming back. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Nate Geary has the day off. Zach Jones along with you as we have a little bit of a special Sports Talk Saturday. That's brought to you by the Vinyl Outlet, the best for fences, decks, porches, and rails. And you can call them at 675-0800. Going to get connected to our fans a little bit here. I posted a question on Twitter. Where's your head at? And what's your biggest worry as we head into the playoffs? We got a few coming in. Justin Cooley tweets in, Don't do what UVA did a few years ago in March Madness. I resent that they were injured. I resent that they were injured. And then they won the national championship. That needs a 30 for 30. (laughs) That 
that needs a 30 for 30. We also have couldn't be more hyped. I think I agree with that. Like I like now as we're Corey, as we're talking about this, I'm getting more excited. Yes. Like I'm 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 like, all right, yeah, here we go. Like this, like I feel good. This mm-hmm. should it should go well. Big confident. Big confident. Yeah, big confident. Big confident. We also have people tweeting in health. Walk out injury free. I agree with that, but it's I I don't I'm almost getting to a point this year. When do they ever do yeah, that? This year I'm like, dude, you're gonna have like two people on this year. Like you just gotta accept that and move on. Absolutely. And then we'll probably hit one more. We'll go a little negative here. We'll talk about it. Ooh. David tweets in, I have no worries for tomorrow, mm-hmm. but I don't think we are beating the Bengals or Chiefs. Ooh. Corey, we talked a little bit about it. For me, the Bengals at least, I see all their weapons. I am scared of it, but also I think I don't think Joe Burrow's a lesser quarterback, but I do think he's a rung below Allen and Mahomes. Because if those if those guys had the Chase Higgins Boyd lineup, they are lighting the world on fire. They there somebody showed like expected points of you know expected points per play through their careers right mm-hmm. as they've gone forward and like Lamar Jackson has plateaued a little bit. Yeah, like it's not growing anymore like it used to at the start. Um, the only quarterback from that same class is Allen that continues to be on the upward trajectory. Besides Allen, who's like, of course, pushing the limits of the chart, is Burrow. Yep. So it's Burrow and Allen on the same career trajectory. I'd agree with that. I would agree with that. So the, only, the, the only real difference is Burrow is a year older. That's right. Burrow came out of college. I think he was 23, 24 when he got drafted. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not you know Stetson Bennett, who's and has be, been hurt you know, way worse than out. Allen ever has. Mm-hmm. Torn ACL. He had dealt with some injuries in college as well. Yeah, Allen had I think a separated shoulder his like freshman year of college. And what? what how bad is his elbow going to be when the season's over? I do wonder about that. Are they going to say? Wonder about that? He actually didn't have an elbow. It was gone. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was gone. It was right. all it was all muscle from his arms. Exactly. We had to re, we had we were he's got to go into surgery and they're going to actually take one of his knees and put it in his elbow. Could totally see it. Disgusting. Sur- surgery is a frightening frightening topic. It happens all the time like you find out after the season like here's all the surgeries everybody's well, had. Well yeah, yeah, I was going to say like how often like d- like the April come around and all of a sudden like Adam Schefter Ian Rapport just drops a bombshell like you know quarterback Josh Allen had seven surgeries on his elbows. That's and you're like right. excuse me? I'm sorry. They're going to put Jordan Poyer in the Bacta tank like from Empire Strikes Back oh. that they put put Luke Skywalker in when they get him out of the snow. Like, they're going to have to find new ways to heal the human body. Yeah, I just... The, the, the postseason injury report it's is a good time. A frightening. It sh- frightening you should be endeavor. able to bet on it. Oh, yeah. We should. We should. We should. Yeah, why not? I'd make no money, but I'd have a good time. That would be great. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, let's look at the quarterback rankings as we go into the playoffs. We've got 14 quarterbacks. Maybe 15, depending on some backups and also some up in the airs. We'll do that when we come back. This is Sports Talk Saturday. Nick Erie has the day off. I'm Zach Jones, and you're listening to WGR. Get your hands on some great new WGR apparel at WGR550shop.com. Load up on T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, and more, including a Howard Pick sweatshirt. Get yours now before they're gone at WGR550shop.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <laughs> 